Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. It's October 16th. It's a new podcast, and it's uh, the week after the Palestinian massacre in Israel, and it continues now a full week later. I've got a horrible cold today, so excuse my voice. I want to thank Dr. Nick, my uh, personal doctor, who gave me the meds that got me uh, at least to this point today. But what did I? What have I learned during the past week? Things have changed. Everything's changed. I learned that it's no longer a gray world for me, where we all exist with a myriad of social issues that overlap amongst us. To me, we're no longer a hodgepodge of ideas, a melting pot of ideas in America where you agree with some people on some issues, you agree with others on other issues, and rarely agree with a huge amount of people on all the issues. That's how America is. The shocking Palestinian massacre of Israelis last weekend changed all that for me. The Palestinian massacre made very clear to me that lines have been drawn on a very fundamental issue on this planet, not just in America. You either support Israel in connection with the Palestinian massacre last weekend or at least condemn the Palestinian terrorists for their savagery, or you do not. You are either with me, or you're against me. You are either with the civilized world, or you are with radical Islam. You are either a human being, or you are not a human being. And if you spend your time online blathering on about one social issue after another, but fail to even address the Palestinians committing the worst terrorist act since the Nazis, even worse than when the Palestinians massacred the entire Israeli Olympic team in Munich in 1972, castrating their victims, then you are complicit. If you are a leftist and you spend all your time crying on about the Ukraine and you say nothing about what the Palestinians did, you are telling me that you hate Israel and you support the massacre. Because it simply makes no sense to complain about Russia bombing an old age home of elderly people in the Ukraine and saying nothing about Hamas walking up to a group of old people and shooting them in the head, or burning houses filled with the elderly, with Holocaust victims burning the elderly alive. It makes no sense for you to be quiet when you learn that a 90-year-old woman was dragged out of a safe house by a Palestinian terrorist and shot in the head. It makes no sense for you to be quiet about Israeli children being raped next to the bodies of their murdered civilian parents. It makes no sense for you to be silent regarding Palestinians burning babies alive, cutting off their heads. By your silence, you are telling me what you are by saying nothing, and I will never forget. And again, understand something. If you blather on about numerous social issues, but cannot bring yourself to take a position on the worst, most disgusting terror act perhaps ever, you have made your choice clear, and we all see it. We all know what you are. The lines are drawn. You have revealed yourselves. You have taken off your masks. I received an email from a podcast listener who attends Georgetown University who explained it better than I can. The listener wrote, quote, something weird that I've never felt is that I now see who people really are. They either care or support Hamas. 
I mean, you don't have to be some flaming activist for Israel. I get that. But if you can't admit that Hamas needs to be killed, then you're literally a terrorist. And that's 100% right. That crystallizes it all for me. I learned who my friends are. I learned who my enemies are. If you are not my friend, you are my enemy now. Didn't everyone reveal themselves this past week? Isn't it true? Didn't you learn who the people are who are for justice and humanity? And who are the people who simply hate Jews so much that they twist themselves into a pretzel to support the Palestinian cause, the wretched, bottom-feeding, subhuman filth that proudly live-streamed killing Israeli children, women, the elderly, raping babies, cutting off their heads, burning them alive, and they didn't discriminate. They killed Muslims too. And as I said, the ones who said nothing, I see you. I will never forget. To some of my high-profile clients who cry every day on social media about some of the smallest fucking social issues that no one even knows about, but were silent when Jews were slaughtered, when Jewish babies were raped and set on fire, I see you. I will never forget. I was in the mud fighting for you, saving you when no one else would stand with you, when the world was against you. You need me more than I need you. You have lost me. And I know the reason why you don't want to talk about it publicly is because you know that your followers, your money, hates Jews. And that's why you can't say it, because the money is more important than your humanity. And I think the reason why it's so important to draw this line between good and evil is just look at the response globally to this massacre. Very few rallies in support of Israel, attended by a small amount of people. On the other hand, there were dozens of massive rallies across the globe, not just in Muslim countries, but all over the United States, France, England, Germany, Australia, Italy, all over. And of course, there were the commensurate bomb threats and savagery from Palestinian supporters because that's what they are. They're all calling for the destruction of Israel. They're not saying anything positive about Israel or supporting them for the massacre that was inflicted upon them. They're all calling for the genocide of Jews. So saying nothing is no longer an option because the disease of radical Islam is inside our countries. We let them in stupidly. We let these insane, violent, worthless savages in. And they support Muslim terrorists, even in places where supporting Hamas is a crime. They don't care. 50,000 of them showed up, London and, and, and Paris, wherever. It's against the law to support Hamas. They don't care. What happens when they decide to go from merely breaking the law to killing infidels? Now, I've got some thoughts on some related issues, and I'm just going to run through them. I keep seeing this all over the place. Never again means now. It's, it's all over online. It's a cry from supporters of Israel referring to never again after the Holocaust, that, that phrase, and using it now to support Israel after this massacre. Except it's wrong. It did happen again. Who are we kidding? Even Holocaust survivors were slaughtered by Hamas, today's Nazis. We let it happen again. Elderly people dragged out of their homes by today's Nazis and slaughtered in the street. 
We did not stop it from happening. The wanton slaughter of Israelis just due to their religion. The world did not stop this Nazi-level act, because that's what it is. It's Nazi shit, because the world is so concerned about protecting the terrorists, we let the terrorists kill. This is a perverted value system. Think about it. We have dozens of massive rallies in support of Hamas all over the world, and so few for the Israelis who were killed. We have rally after rally all over the United States, all over Europe, not just in Middle Eastern countries, but all over the West, in which the protesters are openly supporting Hamas, celebrating the slaughter of Israelis, and screaming, gas the Jews. In New York City, just a couple miles from Ground Zero, where Muslims killed thousands of Americans. That's what happened. Keep in mind that the Palestinians celebrated on 9-11. Palestinians hate Americans. They hate the West. They support Iran. They support Russia in their war with the Ukraine. They support the butcher Assad in Syria, who slaughtered thousands of them. They support China and North Korea. They murdered Bobby Kennedy. They support Hezbollah in Lebanon, who killed hundreds of Americans. And they themselves killed dozens of Americans last week and hold many American hostages. These are not our friends. And yet in New York City, they were screaming, death to America and death to Israel, and we allow this. Free speech? Are you kidding me? No. Hamas released videos of their terrorists holding Israeli babies they kidnapped after killing their parents. How utterly fucking depraved. They stole babies. And these are not normal human beings. These are people who raped infants. They burned them alive. They cut their heads off in front of their mothers. The Palestinians are a society that celebrates when Jewish babies have their throats cut. This is the level of disease that Palestine has. And it's not just terrorists who are celebrating. Look at the celebrations. It's young people in Palestine. Everyone. Look, at, look online at UN schools. There are images of small children, UN schools in Palestine saying, we hate the Jews, we're going to cut off their heads, we're going to shoot them, we're going to ram them with our cars. These are babies at UN schools. This is full-blown disease. They are beyond hope. They are not getting fixed. A devastated Israeli father said that it was a blessing that his eight-year-old daughter had been killed by Hamas because death was better than being taken hostage. Think about that. This father waited for two days for news about his daughter Emily after Palestinian terrorists stormed their kibbutz last weekend. He didn't know the whereabouts or fate of his child after she had gone to sleep at a neighbor's house. In this horribly heartbreaking interview with CNN, the father broke down as he recounted the moment he was told Emily's body had been found. I smiled because this is the best news of the possibilities that I knew, he explained. She was either dead or in Gaza, and if you know anything about what they do to people in Gaza, this is worse than death. This is how utterly evil Palestinians are. They are a stain on humanity. And yet we allow their supporters to stage the most vile rallies all over America? Again, free speech? These are ticking time bombs. These are terror supporters and all potential terrorists. This open support for Palestinian terrorism needs to be criminalized in America. I touched on this last week, 
But where's Michelle Obama and her little hashtag sad face plea of bring back our girls for the hundreds of Nigerian girls kidnapped by, yet again, another Muslim terror group in 2014? She hasn't said a fucking peep about the kidnapped Americans in Gaza, the babies of Israel kidnapped by Palestinians, or any of the elderly women civilians that were kidnapped. Why are Nigerian girls important to Michelle Obama, but American girls, Israelis, not important? It's very simple. The answer is that they are Israeli. Liberals simply hate Jews. Blacks, and I'm not talking about all of them, and mass hate Jews. These are facts. I watched the clip from The, B- the View, and the black host compared Hamas to the Proud Boys, that moronic MAGA far-right group, which as far as I'm aware, does not rape babies and cut their heads off or burn them alive. How this sort of dishonest minimization of radical Islam can be tolerated on American television is just, out- is just astounding to me. This is not free speech. This is providing support to radical Muslim terror groups. The Chicago chapter of Black Lives Matter celebrated the Hamas slaughter openly. They made a post on Instagram with a parachuting Hamas member, presumably on their way to Israel to murder civilians. And the language, we stand with Palestine, in some other words that made no grammatical sense because they're fucking morons. This is outrageous. They also doubled down and said that Hamas should not be condemned for the massacre. BLM is a criminal organization that stole money from stupid people and is wildly racist and anti-Semitic. Somehow this is tolerated in our society. Do blacks not realize that Middle Eastern Arabs treat blacks like second-class citizens? How is that not known? Do blacks not realize who marched and died with them? In the civil rights movement, it was Jews. For some reason, and I'll never understand why, blacks now simply hate Jews so much that their brains turn off. And the one thing about Jew hate, it's completely bipartisan. I'm going to get to it in a bit, but there is a large contingency of Jew haters in the far-right movement as well in MAGA. Trump's moronic supporters, mainstreamed MAGA social media accounts, openly castigate Israel, openly support Hamas for one reason, and it's because you know they hate anything brown like Muslims anyway. They support the Palestinians because they hate Jews more. Bibi Netanyahu, Israel's prime minister, is finished in politics in Israel. He is finally done. He let Hamas grow. He let Hezbollah grow. That's the uh, Iranian-backed terror group in Lebanon that took over and destroyed the country. He has let Iran get closer to nukes. He let Palestinians into Israel to work, and they provided the detailed maps and information to the Palestinian terrorists in advance of last weekend's slaughter. Some of the victims who survived the massacre recognized Palestinian workers among their attackers. I have been screaming about Bibi on the radio and now in podcasts for 17 years since I began talk radio. He is the weak leader that allowed this massacre to happen. All of his detractors called him a fascist and complained he was too hard on the Palestinian terrorists who live next door to Israel. I always felt that he was too soft. Not only was he too soft, but that a major terror attack would kill tens of thousands of Israelis due to Bibi's pathetic weakness. I was right. Oh, and and what happened the week ago with Hamas 
is a fraction of what Hezbollah and Iran can inflict on Israel. And that's coming because of Bibi. This mowing the lawn bullshit with Bibi, that's what his strategy has been for decades. Attacking Hamas once every three years or so, just trying to keep quiet in Israel by not destroying Hamas for good. It's the dumbest policy, and I called it out from day one. Any sane person did. How could you think this is a good idea? You do not let Muslim terrorists fester on your borders. You simply do not. They are not human beings. You don't let them fester. You remove the disease that they are. You don't play with disease. He was dumb enough to think Hamas could be a rational actor. I mean, it's bad enough that fucking Europe uh, thinks that Hamas is just a political party. If you listen to me on this podcast or on talk radio in New York City for decades, I explained how stupid this policy was. They are Muslim terrorists. They rape their own children. They kill their own children. They honor kill them. They strap bombs onto them just to kill Jews. You think they won't rape and kill your children too? Hamas was tiny 15 years ago compared to what they are today. Their rocket capabilities could only hit the south of Israel then. Now they can hit any place in Israel from the north on down. Now they can overcome the most sophisticated technology at the border between Israel and Gaza. Now they can send 2,000 murderous Muslim zombie terrorists, rapists, into Israel undetected. Had they been exterminated 20 years ago, this last terror attack doesn't happen. Bibi, who pretended he was some kind of hardliner when it came to Palestinian terror, now has this blood on his hands. He is the weakling that failed to protect Israel. I can only pray that he is smart enough to realize this and recognize that his only chance of saving his legacy is to completely destroy Hamas and Hezbollah in the north. Two wildly painful goals which will cost so many Israeli lives. He'd have to ignore the international Jew-hating calls for Israel to relent. They've already started. Israel's getting pushed to enter into ceasefires. But at least if he destroys Hamas and Hezbollah, he'd rectify the massive mistakes he made by letting crazed Muslim terrorists exist on Israel's border. Because think about it. If he doesn't utterly destroy Hamas now, This clearly happens again, and it's worse next time. He has no choice. There can be no ceasefire. Vladimir Putin, I mean, now you're starting to get into some of the ridiculous double standards that exist only with Israel. Suddenly, he reappears out of nowhere. He's the voice of international reason. After butchering Ukrainians for 20 months, blowing up old age homes, schools, attacking and killing civilians every single day, and now he tells the world that Israel is going into Gaza will result in unacceptable losses of human life. He said this with a straight face. First, he's demanding, without irony, a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza. He also said that Israel should negotiate a two-state solution with Hamas. Yes, Israel should let a murderous Muslim terror group, which rapes babies, cuts their heads off, and lights them on fire when they're alive, Israel should let them have access to the sea and the air so they can bring in weapons from Iran more easily to slaughter Jews. This is from a guy, Putin, who won't stop slaughtering Ukrainians. This is from a guy who won't agree to a two-state solution with Russia and the Ukraine. But Israel should give a diseased Muslim terror enclave, the worst Muslim terrorists who have ever existed, and that says a lot as there's so many horrible Muslim terror groups. Israel should let these diseased maniacs have their own state 
at Israel's border. How can he say this garbage with a straight face? Because he knows there's a double standard when it comes to Israel. He knows that a butcher like him who invaded his neighbor, slaughtered 15,000 people, including many civilians, can actually give an opinion about Israel and not be laughed at. And I have yet to see a single world leader call out Putin for his hypocrisy. Qatar. Suddenly they're threatening to withhold oil from the world unless Israel stops bombing the baby-killing and raping terrorists of Gaza. Let me say this clearly. Qatar is a Muslim terror state which should be dealt with harshly. They fund Hamas. They paid the killers who shot Israeli citizens in the head who raped children. They paid the Palestinian public who spit on the bodies of dead, raped Israeli women. They also own Al Jazeera, a terror network which was the mouthpiece of Osama bin Laden and is a purveyor of some of the worst anti-Semitism on the planet. Is that not enough for you? Qatar houses and safeguards the leaders of Hamas, the ones who ordered the attack on Israel. They provide a safe home to today's Hitlers. Are we kidding? Biden talks about Qatar as an ally to the United States as they house Adolf Hitlers. They should be cut off from the world until they turn over their Hamas guests. Weak leaders allowed this to happen, not just in Israel. Has Joe Biden ever demanded that Qatar arrest the, the Hamas leaders and send them to the U.S. for trial? After all, the Palestinian cockroach leaders killed 29 Americans and have more in captivity in Gaza. Yet the emir of Qatar thinks he can dictate terms to the world about Israel defending itself against Palestinian terrorists. In a righteous world, Qatar is given 24 hours to turn over the Hamas leaders or face bombing. This isn't even up for debate. How on earth does the world allow this country to remain intact if they're providing safety to the architects of today's worst Nazi regime? Arabs in Israel. Israel stupidly let Palestinians work in Israel. You know, why? Because the world told Israel, told Bibi, that Palestinians need to be treated with compassion so that they will magically transform from brainwashed disease killers, born and bred terror killing machines, into peaceful coexisting friends. Guess what? As I said, some of the victims of the Hamas massacre recognized some of the perpetrators as Palestinian workers who had permits to work in Israel. That program should be ended immediately. Kick them all out. Every fucking one of them. They are ticking time bombs. They are zombies for their perverted brand of Islam. Kick them out. Close the borders forever to Palestinians. They are a dangerous Muslim terror enclave. They don't have anything to eat. Fuck them. They don't have electricity. Fuck them. They don't have water. Fucking let them die from thirst. Now, I know that Israel, of course, has to behave in a uh, somewhat of a humane way. Of course, the Palestinians never do. But let Egypt deal with them. They have a border with Gaza. Let Jordan deal with them. They have a border with the West Bank Palestinians. They could easily, either one of these countries could take them in. All the refugees are simply provide food, water, and electricity. Doesn't Egypt occupy the Palestinians the same way the Israelis supposedly do? They have a border with Gaza. They put up a brick wall. Why did Egypt have to do that? Put up a brick wall between them and Gaza. Let them open their borders to the Palestinians. What about Jordan? Jordan can take them in. 
<clears throat> the Palestinians make up a huge amount of Jordan's population. I mean, Jordan, people are being told in Gaza to move out of the area. Why not go into Jordan? But of course, Hamas is telling their citizens to stay in the area so that they can be killed. They don't want them to, to move south to safety because dead Palestinians are good for Hamas business. Why doesn't the world call them out on this hypocrisy, on this pure evil? No Arab nation will let Palestinians in. There's two reasons. There's the one they tell the world that uh, they don't want Palestinians to be forced to leave their land and they'll never be able to come back and Israel will take the land. That's a complete fucking lie. The real reason is because these Arab nations recognize what happened the last time they allowed Palestinians into their country. The Palestinians murdered their hosts. That's what Palestinians do. That's what they did in Egypt. And Jordan, somehow Egypt and Jordan and the rest of the Arab world had no problem with millions of Syrians streaming out of Syria when their president Assad was butchering them. But Palestinians need to stay put. No one wants to invite crazed killers into their homes. The status quo needs to change immediately. Fuck Egypt, fuck Jordan, deal with your diseased brothers of Palestine. If you don't like it, then fuck you. This has to end now. If the UN insists that Israel take care of them, then Israel and the United States and the West should withdraw from the UN. This is a war of cultures, the Muslim death cult and Western civilization. Egypt can care for Palestinians. Jordan can, Qatar can, the Saudis can. The Palestinians' victims, the Israelis, cannot care for them anymore. It's time we stopped kissing the asses of Muslim terror states, of Muslim dictatorships. Stop letting them exist in a double standard where they say and do things that are utterly ridiculous. And we're left with, well, at least they're not trying to kill us. So let them have their way. No, no, no more. Require them to be fully human and not insane killer lunatics. Turkey, I'm looking at you. This is a struggle for civilization. 29% of Americans think that we should let Iran have the $6 billion that had been frozen after this attack. How can any American think we should allow Iran to have access to a dollar? They funded this massacre. They provided the weapons and the intelligence. Because speaking of Iran, all of this carnage is because of them. Hamas killers thanked Iran for their assistance in the massacre. It's clear that the technology and the weapons that the Palestinians used in the massacre are from Iran. In addition, Iran's supreme leader called for attacks on Israel by its neighbors, attacks by all Muslims in the world against the Jews. Yet at the same time, Think about this. A senior UN official met with Iran's foreign minister and did not once condemn Iran for its role in this massacre. And then Iran has the gall to warn Israel not to begin a ground invasion of Gaza. The double standard applied to the, the worst Muslim terror cancer ever, Iran, is just astounding. Iran has been threatening Israel for decades. They've been killing Israeli citizens. They've been killing American citizens for decades. Despite Iran's role in so much Muslim terror all over the globe, America appeases them, really since the Jimmy Carter days. The terrorist leadership should have been destroyed in 1979 when they toppled the Shah and it was made clear that they were not our friends. They had no real defenses then. Once the Ayatollah took over and it was clear that he was a complete insane Muslim terror maniac, we should have destroyed them. 
And every time they built back up and threatened America again, destroy them again. The idea that you can reason with child raping, child killing Muslim terrorists is insane. You destroy them. But since Obama, who isn't a Muslim but hates Israel as if he was a Muslim terrorist, since Obama, we have been giving Iran anything they want. This has been continued by Biden. Not that we needed last weekend's terror attack to make clear to us that Iran's terror leadership is a global cancer network, which needs to be removed. But Iran's involvement in the massacre in Israel should end its leader's right to live. I have been advocating nuking Iran publicly since at least 2007. Check it out in the New York Times. It's there. But I have been advocating their destruction since well before them, since they took our hostages in 1979. They kill their own people. They kill our people. They come to our country and kill their people here. Enough with the political correctness. Enough with the double standards. Their leadership needs to be exterminated. Certainly, we should not be giving them money and allowing them to trade with the world, as Biden has done. America and Israel should have already attacked Iran since last Saturday. We have the might, and we should use it. We can't keep holding our breath, waiting for the next inevitable Muslim terror attack. And why should we deal with them with conventional weapons? Why should a single American or Israeli die attacking Iran? Why should it be a war with conventional weapons that could last a year? with countless casualties and money spent on our side. No, nuke them. Two nukes on Tehran, 15 million Iranians will be dead. I mean, it's sad. But had we helped them, the poor Iranians, when they begged us for help well over a decade ago, there might not be the need to finish off the Iranians. But our weakness prevailed and Iran took advantage of it. Now, I know you're thinking, Jesus, man, that's extreme. You can't nuke someone. Well, we dropped atomic bombs on Japan to get them to surrender in World War II. We killed 150,000 of them, but we saved probably millions of American lives in the process by ending the war quicker. We come first. Like MAGA says, America first. There is simply no way a radical Muslim terror state, which is racing towards getting nuclear weapons, should be permitted to exist. Despite what MAGA thinks... Despite what the far left thinks, they are not our friends. They need to be destroyed. You don't let cancer fester and grow. You remove cancer. Otherwise, we're going to send our people to war? Why? Just destroy them. One press of a button. And the idea that Israel needs to act proportionally with the Palestinians, it's the same bullshit. Would you be happier, the, the peaceniks, the leftists, the MAGA scumbags, would it be better if Israel goes into Gaza and finds a music festival as if one would be allowed to even exist in a Muslim terror society and start raping and killing and burning babies alive? Is that what the, the, the liberals and MAGA wants? Total obliterating force is required instead by Israel with their terrorist neighbors and with Iran. Please understand that the people screaming for a proportional response <clears throat> really are just saying they want Israel destroyed. They're trying to tie Israel's hands long enough to cause more casualties to Israel. The people screaming for Israel to safeguard the so-called civilians in Gaza just want Israel destroyed. Because Israel has all the firepower in the world and can crush Gaza in a day if it chooses. 
But because they have their hands tied by the world, they are required to not destroy Gaza, but to carefully avoid these non-combatants in Gaza. So it takes longer, and more Israelis are killed. Once Palestinians in Gaza began launching rockets at Israel, the IDF simply should have destroyed all of Gaza, or at least until a white flag is raised, or the rockets stopped coming from Gaza. The world makes it sound like Israel is doing this unilaterally. unilaterally. A surrender could have happened also. If not a surrender, total destruction should be the only way this ends. But by allowing Palestinians to continue to kill Israelis, by allowing this war to go on longer, it just saps Israel of its strength and assets. Gaza should be obliterated, and if that means destroying it until the rockets and terror stops, that's fine. That's what war is. It's not pretty. It's not a game of proportionality. We didn't use a proportional response against Japan in World War II, and we ended that war quickly. And again, instead of criticizing Israel for going into Gaza, why not criticize Hamas for not surrendering, for not safeguarding their own people, for telling Palestinians to not evacuate and move south, for taking their car keys so that they can't get into cars and move south? Hamas wants their own people dead for propaganda purposes. This is sick. Why aren't they called out on it? How is this Israel's problem? What does a ceasefire even look like? Each side just stops hostilities until Hamas can regroup and attack again? There's no way that's happening anymore. This time it can only end with Hamas ceasing to exist or surrendering and turning over all their killers. Same with Hezbollah. Let's say they start firing rockets into Israel, which I fully expect soon. I'm not talking about the low-level number that's before a war. Let's say they start firing rockets en masse into Israel while Israel is invading Gaza. That's a very likely scenario, waiting for Israel to commit a massive amount of ground troops to Gaza, which allows Hezbollah to presumably have an easier time attacking Israel's north. We need 100,000 dead Israelis when this attack starts? Or does Israel carpet bomb Lebanon without concern until the rocket fire stops? That's how the war should be. Why should a single Israeli die while any Lebanese lives? While everyone is screaming about Israel attacking Gaza, do you know how this can end without any more bloodshed? As I said, Hamas can simply surrender, throw up a white flag, and be prosecuted for their crimes. The key to their jail cells have always been in their pockets. Instead of screaming at Israel to stop the invasion, how about screaming about the Palestinians for not surrendering? They know they're going to get innocents killed and they don't care. This is on them. If they don't surrender, they need to die, period. And Israel needs to change the law now. If you commit terrorism and kill an Israeli, execution. You arrest them and you execute them. Same with Iran. They started this, and if they decide to attack Israel, not just with their terror proxies, Israel should simply nuke Iran. Israelis shouldn't have to die while Iran is upright. Believe me, the supporters of the Muslim terrorists do not want Israel to act in any way but in a so-called proportional manner because they know that they'll lose the war quickly if Israel actually unleashes its full might. What is the point of having all this firepower if you can't or won't use it? Clearly, all that unused firepower is not creating deterrence. Look what happened last weekend. 
So deterrence needs to be established. Israel shouldn't wait for 100,000 Hezbollah rockets to come flying into Israel. They should carpet bomb Lebanon today. Look, <laughs> they've done this in other wars when in a preemptive way to stop the inevitable. Has to happen. Teach the Muslim world a lesson once and for all. This has to end because they're getting stronger, and when they get stronger, they will use their full might, even as Israel refuses to use theirs. Back to Iran. Of course, unlike the Palestinians, the Iranian people are actually brave and decent people. I'm sure they're Jew haters too, but nevertheless, they actually have fought and died trying to gain their freedom. The Iranians did not elect their terror leaders. The Palestinians, on the other hand, they elected Hamas. Joe Biden, don't tell me Hamas doesn't represent the Palestinian people. I don't want to hear this bullshit of how they're captives of, of, Iran, of Hamas. They love Hamas. They voted Hamas into power. Every poll of Palestinian people shows that Hamas is their favored leadership. Palestinians are the most anti-Semitic people on the planet. That's what polls show. A full 97% of them hate Jews. I don't want to hear how they're captives of Hamas. They love Hamas. They voted for him, and they'd vote for him again today. Palestinian civilians celebrated the slaughter of Israelis. They spot, spat on the bodies of raped, murdered Israeli women. These poor, sad victims of Hamas, the Palestinians, according to Joe Biden, it's utter bullshit. They don't deserve to exist anymore unless they surrender. And if Israel eliminated all of them, I would celebrate because that means the worst, the most cancerous Muslim terrorists who ever existed are dead. As I said, in 68, they killed Bobby Kennedy. In 72, they slaughtered an entire Israeli Olympic team in Munich, Germany for the entire world to watch. In 2000, two Israelis made a wrong turn into the West Bank. Palestinians captured them, lynched them, and tore their bodies apart. They were dancing in the streets with the organs of the dead Israelis in their hands. Not Hamas dancing. Regular Palestinians. Google it. Ramallah. R-A-M-A-L-L-A-H. Lynching. 2000. Look at those lovely pictures of rank-and-file Palestinians holding the organs of dead Israelis. Fucking animals. In 2023, they massacred women, children, babies, the elderly, Holocaust survivors. They raped the women and the babies. They lit them on fire. They raped the children next to the dead bodies of their parents. They killed family pets. They set homes on fire solely to drive out the terrified civilians inside just to shoot them in the head. They paraded dead bodies in the street. They tore the bodies apart. They celebrated. The very people that the world claims are innocent civilians in Gaza celebrated this slaughter. They have forfeited their right to live. They have not changed since day one, since they invented their fake heritage in the 60s and started calling themselves Palestinians. They simply don't deserve to exist anymore until and unless they change their behavior. And on top of all that disgusting behavior from last Saturday, the Palestinians lied and denied they killed any civilians in Israel. Despite all the obvious evidence to the contrary, they are the worst, filthiest Muslim terrorists this planet has ever seen and the worst liars. They deserve nothing but the misery and destruction that they're getting. And when I compare them to the Nazis... At least the Nazis knew that their actions were disgusting and they hid them. 
The Palestinians love their disgusting murder and rape of innocent human beings. They filmed it while they were doing it and live streamed it. They posted their videos of killing Israelis on TikTok. Their society thinks that burning babies alive, cutting off their heads, is something to be proud of. They need to be exterminated for the sake of humanity. This is war. End it quickly. Donald Trump. I said some nice things, nice things about Trump last podcast, and naturally, because it's Donald Trump, he followed up the positive with some horrible negatives. Horrible. What he did this past week was just abhorrent. He was not just uh, his usual idiotic self, but he was evil. And he gave comfort to our enemies in Iran and Palestine. Instead of just shutting the fuck up after saying Israel had the right to destroy the Palestinians, he had to repeatedly state this past week that Israel's prime minister, Netanyahu, should be impeached, just ripping him left and right in a very personal manner. As if, first of all, impeachment is even a legal mechanism inside of Israel. Trump had to criticize him rightfully, but the timing was all wrong. Israel was still picking up the charred bodies of their murdered people, and Trump is in this chatty speech like a gossip, blamed Israel for double-crossing him during the killing of an Iranian general in 2020. He then called Israel's defense minister a jerk while describing the Iranian-backed Muslim terror group that took over Lebanon, Hezbollah, and they're threatening Israel daily, he referred to them as very smart. Not only was the timing of the criticism wrong, but the motivation behind it was so bad. Why does Trump hate Netanyahu? Because the Israeli prime minister congratulated Joe Biden when he won the election in 2020, and he didn't claim that the election was rigged like Trump expected him to do. Naturally, Netanyahu needed to forge a relationship with the new American president and Biden, and he couldn't act like a MAGA moron and deny the election result. It would have hurt Israel. That's his job is to represent Israel. Everything is not personal, like Trump takes everything. Netanyahu had to put Israel before himself. And I'm not a fan of Netanyahu, as I've said, but to kick Netanyahu when Israel was down, to attack Israel... Like that, while they're still cleaning up their debt? It's reprehensible. As if Trump couldn't get any lower, but he managed to. And of course, he spent the rest of the week praising Bibi and supporting Israel because he realized how moronic he looked. And while I applauded him for being crazy enough to scare the Muslim terrorists not to attack when he was in office, he should be ashamed to kick Israel during its darkest hour. And at the same time, complimenting one of the world's worst Muslim terror groups in Hezbollah? I, I, look, it's, it's really disqualifying. And it's stomach-churning as well. He makes clear that his foreign policy decisions are not based on facts, but based on his personal beefs. Now, normally such behavior would cost Trump some votes amongst his supporters. But in, in this case, his supporters are dumber than him, the MAGA fucking idiots. Wherever you turn on social media, MAGA idiots are blasting Israel, claiming that Israel should get no aid from America to fight the terrorists. They sound exactly like the far left, like Rashida Tlaib. They sound exactly like Iran's leaders, like North Korea's leaders. One grifting MAGA moron who gives out coupon codes for uh, this nearly bankrupt My Pillow company 
is doing all that he can to gin up hate against Israel, claiming once that he's not letting his kids fight in any war for Israel as if the American draft is coming back and we're going to enlist his four-year-old sons to fight for Israel in a war. Just more MAGA grifting scumbag lies. Pictures of charred babies didn't convince the MAGA morons. A terror group which murders elderly people, rapes babies, sets people on fire. Nope, MAGA wants to see babies with their heads cut off or else it didn't happen. That's their red line. We don't believe that they cut off the heads, even though we believe that they raped and burned people alive. Taped confessions of captured Hamas members admitting to raping children, cutting off their heads. Nope, MAGA idiots don't buy it. The videos are faked. The dead charred bodies are fake. They're almost in legion against Israel and in total lockstep with radical Muslims. For one reason, they hate Jews. They agree on Israel with the squad in Iran. Is that something to be proud of? Not surprisingly, numerous white supremacists who claim the Holocaust was fake are aligned with MAGA. Here's what one moron named Jackson Henkel, you have to look at his his Twitter, MAGA, he's got like almost 600,000 followers on Twitter. He's just a degenerate MAGA scumbag. He was a TV guest of another dumb MAGA scumbag, Tucker Carlson, who hates Israel, hates Jews. That's what it really is. We don't have photo evidence of 40 beheaded babies, but we do have photo evidence of Israel targeting civilians in their utter leveling of Gaza. That's what he said on Twitter. Today, or actually it was on Sunday, blasting Israel still and supporting Hamas. An orgy of support follows him, all MAGA and Muslim terror supporters. They are aligned as if Saturday night, Jackson Hinkle was still blasting Israel online and supporting these terrorists. Sunday also. That's MAGA. You want to be part of MAGA? Fuck you. Another MAGA low IQ moron with 1.8 million followers on Twitter said he needed proof of the dead babies killed by Hamas. He said the photos of burned dead Israeli babies were artificial intelligence. The Arlington Post had to do a study on the pictures to confirm that they were real. At last, this MAGA idiot was satisfied. I will never understand why some conservatives hate Jews and hate Israel so much. But when you're on the same side as Iran, AOC, North Korea, BLM, maybe it's time to take a step back from the ledge and look inward. Maybe you're the problem. The days of interacting with these people are over for me. The far left, the MAGA morons, I can no longer look the other way at your stupidity, at your evil. If you listen to my podcast, hear me now. Do not fucking talk to me anymore. Because to me, you are radical Islam. You supported radical Islam in the darkest of days. You're my enemy. And all Ron DeSantis did last week was speak clearly and forcefully defending Israel and attacking our Muslim terrorist enemies. He made clear that he will deport the slop in America who hate us. He made clear that he hates Muslim terrorists who threaten us. He made clear that he will safeguard the country from radical Islam. It was that so hard to do and say? If you're still thinking Trump is the better man, I really can't help you. You're, you're just dumb. I mean, look, look inward. You're kind of dumb. I mean, you know that you're not very smart. And considering now that we're overrun in America with radical Islamists in our country, maybe you want a president who isn't completely consumed by his petty personal beefs, and you want a guy who simply wants to fix the country. 
Customs and, and Border Protection, they apprehended two Lebanese nationals at the southern border in Texas on Thursday, two men in their 20s, very possibly Hezbollah. Customs also apprehended an Egyptian man in his 40s. Separately, in the Rio Grande Valley sector, officials have apprehended 19 Iranians and 17 Syrians since last Monday. That's just the last week. You think this is good? Agents also encountered 13,624 from Uzbekistan, over 30,000 from Turkey, 1,600 from Pakistan, 185 from Jordan, 139 from Yemen, 123 from Iraq, and 15,000 from Mauritania. These numbers do not include encounters by customs at port of entries or those who have evaded agents. Sources say there have been over 1.5 such million such getaways during the Biden administration. And this doesn't include the millions of, that Obama brought over from Muslim terror states. When Palestinian terror groups call for a global day of rage, this is who is triggered inside America. The next terror attack is being planned by the people we let into our country. It's not an if, it's a when for the next terror attack. When it happens, I only hope the victims are the morons who voted for this. Oh, and remember Jamal Bowman, the idiot socialist congressman from New York, the the criminal who pulled the fire alarm in the Capitol. He called for a million Palestinian refugees to be brought to America. Think how utterly sick that is. This Jew-hating, America-hating group of a million terror supporters and terrorists infecting America? This is what we're up against. This is our enemy, our own elected officials. They are the enemy. Instead, we should be canceling the visas and removing all foreign nationalists who support Hamas, period. Cleanse the land of this satanic Islamist terror filth. The massive outpouring of support for the Palestinians in America and European cities and all over American college campus should be incredibly alarming, as I said. The disease is here, it's next door. Most sane people, when faced with the fact that the Palestinians just attacked innocent civilians, raped them, cut off their heads, burned them alive, killed the elderly, kidnapped infants, grabbed the phones of their elderly victims and then live-streamed their murders on their victims' Facebook pages, cut the fetuses out of pregnant women and then shot the unborn baby in front of the formerly pregnant woman, most would be ashamed and just apologize profusely and keep their mouth shut if they support Palestinians. Whatever legitimate beef they had with Israel would be put on the back burner because most sane people would be ashamed by behavior that is worse than anything ISIS ever did. Most people, not Palestinians and not their supporters. And as I've been saying since the 70s, there is nothing lower on this planet than the Palestinian. They're openly celebrating the massacre, not just in Gaza and the West Bank, but in America, in dozens of major American cities, in dozens of American college campuses. Their disease is here, and they are infecting us with it. In many places, supporting Hamas, an internationally recognized terror group, is a crime, not in America. So we let this vermin spit in our faces in our cities. We let them in, and they turned on us. I think I read that 508 University of Michigan professors signed a letter in support of Hamas. 508 in one school. Dozens of dead Americans and 1,300 dead Israelis raped, beheaded, set on fire. And the University of Michigan didn't have a a couple of crazy professors 
but 508 of them supporting Hamas and not a word of support for Israel? What do you think these professors are doing to their students? Parents are paying to have their children brainwashed by terror supporters. At Yale, an Islamist professor named Zarina Grewal celebrated the Hamas attacks publicly. Quote, it's been such an extraordinary day. She gushed when retweeting a news video covering the initial Palestinian slaughter. Professors at Columbia, where they recruit Muslim terror students to come to the school, they do. I know firsthand they come here, they're violent, they get sent back if they get caught. They openly celebrated the attacks too. At Columbia, the professors, Cornell as well, at the University of Wisconsin, on-campus protesters shouted glory to the murders while waving Palestinian terror flags. <clears throat> Quote, we will liberate the land by any means necessary. In Wisconsin, how are we funding these cesspools of hate, these universities? It needs to stop. We need to reverse this. Think how nutty American higher-level academia has become. Now, I've been talking about this on the radio for over 10 years, and nothing was ever done about it, and now it's 100 times worse. The student president of the NYU Law School Student Bar Association praised Hamas after the attacks, offered nothing to the Israeli victims. She praised the terrorists for their killing, blamed it all on Israel. This affirmative action monstrosity, who is non-binary apparently, lost its job at a big global law firm after doing this. How could you ever let this fucking beast into a law firm? Dozens of student groups at Harvard blamed Israel for the Palestinians killing them. Included naturally a liberal Jew organization. Of course, liberal Jews are the worst. These are white kids, not all Muslims, who support terror now. How did we allow this? Once American CEOs started saying they'd not hire these students, many of the terror supporters backed off and disavowed what they had signed. It's all fun and games until you take their money away. But many doubled down. You cannot have a Muslim terror supporter working for your company. It's suicide. They are capable of anything. Their allegiance is not to your company. It's to killing Jews. University of Washington the City University of New York Law School, Northwestern University of Virginia, Harvard, Georgetown. Students openly called for the destruction of Israel and celebrated the terror attacks there. These are American students. This does not end well, I promise you. We gave our schools to the left, and this is what they've done. They've brainwashed kids to hate America, to hate Jews. The exact positions the far left has. What happens when all the sane adults... Get old and die. What's left in America? Before it's too late, we need a real leader to immediately reverse this trend. Fix the schools. Get the radical Islamists out of America. We need to criminalize this public support of radical Islam. The liberal media is the same way. They're blasting Israel for daring to consider a ground offensive in, in Gaza. Look, tell me, have the Palestinians done anything to even suggest they're sorry for what they did in Israel last weekend? Has any Palestinian come out and said we were wrong? Have they put up a white flag or surrendered? They're still launching rockets into Israel. They're still sending terrorists through the sea to try to get into Israel and kill civilians. There is no ceasefire here, no matter how much Piers Morgan calls for it. Again, 
and I'm being repetitive, I'm, I'm near the end. What would a ceasefire even look like? Hamas promises not to slaughter any more Israelis? You know, that's not true. So how could Israel ever take a ceasefire? Without the white flag, without the arrest or destruction of every Palestinian terrorist in Gaza, this is a war to the end. And I pray it ends with the destruction of all of the killers in Gaza, the West Bank, Lebanon, and Iran. Piers Morgan is blaming Israel for this presumed ground invasion, which is just not ridiculous, but it also provides support to the Muslim terror enemy. It does. Piers, you've been calling my office for weeks trying to get an interview with a very high-profile client of mine, and I haven't returned one of your office's calls. And I won't. You're not getting the interview. You're getting the back of my fucking hand. And where are the rallies in American cities for the 29 Americans killed by Palestinians in the most disgusting way? Where are the rallies for the 16 held hostage? Remember when Iran took our 52 hostages in 1979? Now, this is for the people that are, I guess, in their 40s and up. Everyone in America, it seemed, had a yellow ribbon tied to a tree in their front yards in support of the hostages. Every day we waited breathlessly for news on their release. Now, Americans are demanding and demonstrating in support of the savage Islamist maniacs who took them. There's no more demonstrating for our hostages. We let this disease into our country. Don't be surprised when it ends our country. So to sum up, if you are not supporting Israel in this war with Hamas, you are part of the problem. You're providing support for the very people who want to destroy America after they're done destroying Israel. This is the time that we will look back as a turning point in American history. Do we finally stop global radical Islam or do we let it swallow us whole? Choose wisely. But remember, silence is no longer an option because your silence is a choice for our enemy, for civilization's enemy. It's time to stand up for what's right. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. Thanks for listening.